Oh, Margaret, I am so excited for today's guest. Oh my God, it's gonna be, it, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I love the idea of marketing and engagement because we do have to promote everything or people don't pay attention. Absolutely. And I mean, there's an element of, of HR, especially if um, as an HR professional, you have recruitment as one of your responsibilities. There's salesmanship there, right? There's the need to have uh, the marketing expertise. So I just love that we're going to be talking to a guest today who wears those, who wears the marketing hat and, and brings it to the HR team. I know. I love it. And um, I think it'll be a really great conversation. And uh, let's, let's, uh, without further ado, let's have at it. Sounds good. Hi, I'm Margaret Yurick. And I'm Holly DePama. And we are excited to have Lauren Lynch with us here today. Lauren is the Chief Marketing and Culture Officer at Mandelbaum Barrett, a full service law firm. So welcome, Lauren. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for we being are- here thrilled to have you with us. So Lauren, let me ask uh, to kind of get us started here. What would be the most significant thing that you could share about your past experiences that you would think would be most helpful for our learners, uh, listeners? I have a, anyway, we'll just go with that listeners to hear today. Sure. So I am the Chief Marketing and Culture Officer, as you said, at Mandelbaum Barrett. And my experience stems from 20 years in the legal services industry. I have worked for law firms in New York and New Jersey um, in different industries. And I started out in marketing and found that often marketing sort of delved into culture and HR. And so I was always planning internal events in addition to some of the marketing things and started to realize, especially you know, post-pandemic, that new employees want culture. They're coming into these companies and these these law firms and they want more out of their employee experience. And so it almost just made sense that marketing and culture kind of tie together. And so we've created this sort of suite of marketing communications and culture. And we work closely with HR. We work closely with our leadership team. And our firm, you know, really paid attention and realized that people want this culture and our employees want to know that we care. So how do we get that out there? And so my job is to make sure that, you know, we're sticking with our core values, not only internally, but that people know what they are and that externally we're doing it as well. So I kind of come from the legal services industry marketing, but I've always had a passion for the people. And, and that's just sort of always where I've, where my heart has been. Um, yeah, I, I love this, Lauren. One, uh, I am a huge fan of Disrupt HR and one of my favorite Disrupt HR talks was done by a, a woman in marketing who basically said, HR, you need us because you really need to, you know, um, attract your c- customer, right? Which are candidates and know your clients who are your employees and really um, do what marketers do for the external side. And I love that um, you're going to share with us some of how you have done what you do. Um, you know, I, I, I love that you say right out that we, um, some of the work you've done has um, earned your organization best places to work. And I wouldn't say, I hope it's okay, that law firms are tick up 
typically thought of as a best places to work environment. So doubly wow. So I'd love to hear some of the things that you have done around that, those efforts. Sure. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, it's no secret that the legal industry is known for burnout and you've got, you know, high ranking employees and, and, and lawyers who their job is to get results for clients and they're often, you know, working long hours and, you know, it's just really not known as a space that that's, you know, mental health and, and drug abuse is, is very rampant in the legal community. And it's something that the law journal has done numbers of studies on over the years. And I think finally law firms are starting to wake up and realize, wow, these are people too. And not only your lawyers, but your staff, you know, we, we can't burn, burn these people out the way we are. And while yes, results matter. So do the people making those results and getting those results to clients, you know, and we're also realizing that if you want to have that amazing client experience, you've got to have that amazing employee experience first. You know, if I, if I call my, my lawyer and, you know, their legal assistant is just in a bad mood and, and not having a good day and they feel underappreciated, that's going to come off to the client too. You right. know, and and so I think it's so important, and it's it's it was wonderful that Mandelbaum Barrett brought me in in this culture role, and you know our CEO and our chairman really understand. I think that culture matters, and why it's so important these days. I mean, you, you you're going to have such a high turnover rate if you're not paying attention to what's going on. You know, and one of the big things I always think about is empathy and leading with empathy, and it's so important at every single level of the organization. Because I'll tell you right now, the accounting clerk. And your marketing coordinator and your legal assistant, they are keeping the business running just as much as the attorney that's out there getting the clients and winning the cases. And it's so important to understand that throughout the organization, whether you're a law firm or a corporation, that all your employees matter. You know, and I think in terms of, of the disruptive HR and bringing marketing in, you know, I always look at it as marketing brings the wow to HR. And we are so fortunate where I am that we have a fabulous HR team um, who they're, they're just really great and they have amazing ideas and they do such a phenomenal job for our firm. And we are sort of that, that, that sort of that ancillary and we work together and we kind of put the bow on it. You know, we do things like mental health awareness where our HR team will send us anything that we're, we're getting in, you know, different handouts and flyers and things that we can put out there. Marketing then takes it and we did a mental health bingo. We gave out comp strips to all our employees and it's this really cool figure eight thing that you can go through and you just sort of take a moment to breathe. And then we did prizes for mental health bingo. Um, we do desk yoga, do massage Mondays once a quarter where we have a massage company come in and we take over the boardrooms, you know, and we give our attorneys and our staff a chance to just unwind. We do, um, you know, random acts of kindness day is coming up in mid-February. It's such an easy win for employers. You don't even have to get anything. Give out little kindness cards. Say something nice to every single employee in your company. You know, take it. And then here's where marketing comes in and ties with HR. Share that on your social media. Let the world know what you're doing. Let potential candidates know what you're doing. Because without that marketing aspect of it, it's one thing your employees are going to feel great. Everybody's going to be happy internally. But that's let's then help bring that in. Let your clients see that you care about your employees. Because I guarantee right now, corporations care about that sort of thing. It, it's not, you know, I, I feel like 10, 15 years ago, that wasn't as important. The results mattered. But nowadays, you know, and I think as a new generation is coming into play here in the workforce too, culture really matters. And that's why marketing and HR, you know, really need to work together. And I think the results for your employees, it's it's just, it's unbelievable. All right. Lauren. So all right, Sorry. Hold on. 
so uh, many questions that I want to ask. And I know you do too, Holly, but I'm going to ask this one first. And I'm going to take you back because you did just say so much there. Um, but you talked about empathy. Mm-hmm. And and sorry, I, were you going to go there too, Holly? See, we were yes. like so in front her and I. Totally. Okay. So um, you talked about empathy and, and why it's so important or and why it's so needed. And it truly is. And um, I, I guess what I'm most curious about, because I think people have a hard time understanding really what empathy is. Mm-hmm. How do we help? bring empathy into the organization? How do we help our employees demonstrate empathy? So when you think about how um, how important empathy is and, and you commented on that, what have you done, would you say, like to help foster or increase the empathy within the organization? Sure. So, I mean, I look at empathy as kind of, you know, the ability to relate and connect with each other, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, so we do things like we do surveys and I work with HR on that. And we survey our employees, not just, you know, what can we do better? What can we do differently? How are you feeling? I mean, what's what's going on in your life right now that, that relates to how you're doing the work? And I think surveys are so underrated these days, but they're so important. And if anything, it lets your employees know that you do care. You're caring, you're valuing their opinion. And I think that is so important. We also give each other opportunities throughout the, the, te- the day to, you know, do kind things for each other and do things. We give each other a chance to recognize you know, contributions. We do an internal newsletter called the Mandelbaum Minute. And that was something that we started a couple of years ago. And it gives you a chance to not just share if you've had a big case or a big win. It lists everybody's birthday for this month and the previous month. It lists all our activities so everybody can come together and celebrate things together. You know, I think empathy is also celebrating the big wins and the little wins. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're sharing a picture of your son made the football team, or I recently went to a, a concert and I got to meet Debbie Gibson, who was my childhood idol. And I got <laughs> to take a picture with her and it was oh, the coolest thing yes. for me. And it was, you know, it was a new kids on the block thing, of course. And, uh, but I put that in our employee newsletter and people came up to me and said, oh my gosh, I'm a fan too. I had no idea you liked that. You know, so it's giving each other that opportunity to know a little bit more about people outside of work. And we also do employee spotlights, which is another great way to get people to kind of get to know. And we do what's called Quiz Breaker. And it's a, it's an inexpensive website that we use. And every Friday, our employees get these surveys. Who said this? Who believes that, you know, um, their superpower skill is this and that? And it gives us a chance to really get to know each other on kind of that deeper level. And everyone plays the game and you enter throughout the week, it'll ask you questions. And then every Friday at two o'clock, and then we do prizes and stuff. You know, so I think it's really important to give your employees the opportunity to get to know one, one another, whether it's a team building event or it's a survey or it's a newsletter, or, you know, we even send a recap at the end of every day, all the stuff that we put on social media that day. So that our employees can see what we're sharing and get to know each other. And whether it's a speaking engagement that someone did or, you know, whatever it is, I think empathy starts with giving giving them that opportunity that it's okay to get to know each other a little bit better. Yeah. I'm going to follow up that question um, of Margaret's with respect to empathy. And specifically, you mentioned leading with empathy, right? So these are... I love all of these suggestions and and connecting, et cetera. How do you or what have you done to teach leaders to lead with empathy? 
So I think that, you know, there's a lot of seminars that are out there. There's a lot of different things that you can do. And a lot of it is sharing those, like the survey results with our leadership team and saying, this is where your staff is. We also do sort of an open door policy. So we do breakfast with our CEO where he can get an opportunity to actually get to know our staff and our employees. And I do a lot of of things around the office in terms of, you know, at our leadership team meetings and things like that, where I'm sort of the feelings person and I'm kind of the, the voice of the people, I guess you would say, in terms of, you know, making sure that leadership is aware of it and talking to them and really kind of, you know, holding everyone accountable on our leadership team that this is this is this is where the concerns are and this is where you really have to pay attention. We also do partner retreats where we have different topics and we have different speakers come in and talk about things like empathy and talk about the importance of it. You know, I, I think it's important for all of us to hold our leadership accountable for that and make sure that they understand that, you know, we're all just people. We're not just a number, we're not just a cog. And the other thing we we work on a lot with our leadership team is explaining the why behind the job that people are doing. And that's something that our CEO says all the time that, you know, you can teach somebody a contract, but teach them why this language is in that contract. Teach the accounting clerk why they're doing something a certain way. Give them that ownership of it. And I think that's all part of leading with empathy as well, is making them understand why we're doing something. And you're not just doing it to do it because it's a job that you make money. I love everything you just shared. And what I, the theme that I was hearing in everything, you know, your responses to my question and the responses you just had for Holly's question around how do you support your leaders in leading with empathy? The theme that I'm hearing through all of that is this opportunity to create connection or to create deeper connection. Right. And it's so, it's, it's really difficult to have empathy for someone when you don't know them. Right. That's Mm. so much harder. And, um, and, the reverse is obviously true. Then so much easier to really have empathy and be empathetic when you do have those connections. And so I love that. And I think that's just a great takeaway for our listeners here today is just what is it that you can do to help foster those connections? Because we do know that employees want to be able to have those connections in the workplace. Absolutely. So my next question for you then is, we do have, our, you know, as I said, our listeners are are in the HR community, and I'm sure they're sitting here today saying, wow, this is really awesome. And I love how this uh, marketing professional is working with and supporting her HR team. So for the HR professionals that are listening today, what would you say is a great way that they can go to their marketing team and start building that relationship? Or mm-hmm. where's the first place uh, or the first thing they can ask for? What might that look like? Sure. So I think, you know, the first place that HR and marketing really should be intersecting is at the very beginning of an employee's journey. And that's with onboarding. And I think setting up a meeting with your marketing team to talk about the onboarding process and talk about, are there ways that marketing can help support that? So for example, on our end at our firm, we do swag bags or boxes. We have these beautiful custom boxes that we worked with HR on and we give a, you know, a little welcome gift. We give a $5 gift card so that you can go get coffee on your first day. We work with HR to do, um, you know, set up a lunch for somebody's first day and make sure that they're getting walked around, they're meeting the team, you know, all those kind of little extra touches. And I think that's a great first spot where marketing and HR can really work together is on that onboarding experience. Um, You know, it's a great way to also, do you want to have a slide deck for your orientation? Marketing can help with that. Marketing can make sure that you've got our logo, you've got the right colors. You're really kind of giving your employee that first wow experience when they walk in the door that first day. Um, I think from there, it's, are you going to a career fair? Are you working on recruiting? 
How can marketing help you with creating a nice one-page flyer about your firm? We also work with HR a lot on our intranet and our website. And making sure that when HR posts a new job on our website, they shoot us an email, we then share it on social media. So you can easily go to your marketing team and ask your marketing team, hey, we, we have these, uh, these job opportunities. Can you create a little something for us that, you know, it's not just a link to a LinkedIn ad. It's a visual image. Um, marketing probably has photos from the events that your company has done. And so your marketing team can also help you with creating a video. I mean, we have an employee experience video that's on YouTube that is now sort of part of our, our onboarding thing. We recorded a message from our CEO saying, you know, welcome to Team Mandelbaum. My door is always open. We're here to help. You know, there's all these teams and things you can do. We look forward to, you know, meeting you and working with you. You know, little things like that. It's just asking your marketing team to sort of bring it up a notch in terms of HR. And because a lot of interview process. You want to be able to have something that you can hand your employee. And that's where your marketing team can really step in and really help you. You know, making sure that if you've got core values, that you've got a booklet for your core values and you're you're sharing that with them. So it's there's so many ways that that HR can very easily go to their marketing team and sort of make it that partnership. And it's such a nice thing to have that bridge. It just makes everybody's life easier. You know, an, another marketing concept um, that I, I, when I was reading about your background, I saw was the use of uh, focus groups. Mm-hmm. And um, you mentioned that they're comprised, you hold focus groups comprised of lawyers and staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk to me about the value of these focus groups and what you've learned from them. Sure. So I think focus groups are so important. And I think it's important you put people in the room that are not always in the same department and they're not the same level. And it gives you an opportunity to really talk about, you know, in most organizations, you've got a group of what, three or four people, maybe just one person who's making all the decisions to organization wide. But if you don't understand, you know, I usually think it's the person with the sort of the lowest level on the org chart. They are the ones that have the best indication of what your culture really is. And I think it's so important to get those opinions, you know, and focus groups can ask anything from, you know, how was your onboarding experience when you joined the firm? And how was it different from how a lawyer was onboarded versus a staff? And why is there such a such a big gap in the middle there? And how do we sort of bring that together? Um, You know, what do you think of the way that we do our processes, whether it's requesting a check from accounting or it's, you know, new client intake? These are the folks that are involved in it every single day. And they're the ones that can recommend things that could easily, like, you know, easily fix your processes and can really kind of, you know, open your eyes to all these new things. So I think it's so important and they're not going to do it in a big group. And sometimes people aren't going to say everything they want on a survey. So while surveys are, are impactful and effective, sometimes just getting a group of 10 people in a room or five people in a room and saying, okay, so today we'd love to talk about, you know, what can we do to fix morale? What what are some things that you'd like to see us doing? You know, and I think that kind of goes back to the empathy conversation we had earlier that, you know, it's it's important to know how you're thinking and how you're feeling, but you also get such good feedback on different processes and things that you can do with these focus groups. I think they're so important. So with that, how often are you running focus groups? 
So they're quarterly. It's, it's quarterly. So I think quarterly is a good time because you don't want to do them every week. You don't want to, you know, and then you do all these things in between and your surveys kind of flow in between and you do your breakfast with your CEO and things like that. Um, you know, and we also, our leadership team meets on a monthly basis and we sort of have, you know, everyone from our CEO, our COO, our HR director, our accounting, you know, folks are in there, our, our IT team. And that's sort of, I almost think of that as our focus group as well, because that's our opportunity to sort of share you know, this is what I'm working on and this is what you're working on. And, oh, wait, there's a way we can work together on that. You know, and that way it's, it's everybody's talking to one another. You know, you don't, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. You sort of eliminate that when you do these small groups. So I, especially for a Friday, love the positivity and I, you know, could continue this discussion and, um, and, and, and just, just glow in the positivity of it. Talk to me about something that maybe didn't work or somebody who was resistant to this concept who said, I've got to get this brief out. I've got to get to court. This doesn't matter to me. I don't really care that you have to pick up your child from, you know, something. (laughs) I could go on on the negative side, but I'll stop. (laughs) Of course. You know, I think one of the things that helps in those situations is that we make it such a point at the top. I mean, our CEO goes to his child's games. I mean, he has made it such a point for all of us that it's okay to have a family life. And yet there may be situations where, you know, something is due, it's due. But I mean, like I can give an example on my team, you know, is kind of a good example because we often work late and, and many of us have children and, you know, we make it work in terms of then, you know what, the next day, come in late. Make sure you're taking that time for yourself to sort of decompress and unwind. I mean, there's going to be some situations where if something's due, it's due, and there's just nothing you can do about it. But you've got to kind of communicate that. And and the managers and the team have to be willing to listen to what their employees are saying, you know, and understand that. And I mean, it's it's just, you can certainly look at it, you know, in, in a number of different ways from the employee's perspective, you know, the manager's obviously like, oh my God, well, that had to go out. There's no choice you have. You can't leave to get your child. However, let me get you dinner. Let's make sure that you're, you've eaten, you know, that you're whatever. Let's, you know, take a five minute break. Why don't you FaceTime your son or daughter and at least, you know, let them know, you know, that you're thinking about them, wishing them luck at the game or whatever it is, um, you know, and then the next day, maybe come in a little bit later or maybe start your day a little bit later so you can make sure you did drop off that morning. You know, I think it's just, it's a matter of communication when situations like that happen. And, you know, we sort of, we really try to believe in those core values and there's, so many people that you could go to if that situation happened at our company and say, mm. look, I had this situation. Can you please like, you know, you can go to HR and HR can then say to that manager, you know, look, you you gave this deadline really late in the day. And, and this person had this, you know, in the future, let's make sure that we're fixing things so that it's not a last minute ask. If you know that this person has no childcare and needs to go and, and do whatever. I mean, you know, I, I think it's it's interesting to see how the pandemic kind of forced a lot of people out of the workplace and then also brought a lot of newer people in that, you know, I'm able to do my job hybrid and I'm still able to, I coach recreational cheer on Thursdays and Fridays in the fall. And I make sure that I am at that field at 4.15. I start my day earlier, but it's on my calendar and everybody knows. And no one has ever said to me, you know, I can't believe you're leaving the office to make sure you're out there on the field because, you know, you have to. I mean, that's to me, that's as important as my job is to me. 
great. So Lauren, um, I'm going to switch us back to the positive. Although Holly, I love that question. Because I do, too. do you I think agree. people, you know, people that are going to try and do something new, HR or anybody within an organization, uh, they often will be worried that it's going to be met with so much resistance that mm-hmm. it's not going to work. So that was an amazing question. But let's go back to the positive. And that is what's, um, so you've shared so many amazing things that you've done with us. Some of them small, some of them kind of larger, but really all great, impactful things. Um, so we're still at the beginning of 2023. So I think I can ask what's What's on your radar for 20 for this year? What is it that you want to accomplish that maybe you haven't yet? Sure. So one of the bigger things that I want to try and kind of refocus our efforts on, we have an award at our firm called OVA, and it's the One Voice Award. And it's given to an attorney or a staff that really exemplifies sort of the culture and the values of the firm. So one of the things that I want to work on this year is kind of getting that in, in sort of a different way. I want to try and really revamp that award make it kind of more special, sort of to kind of look at, you know, what qualifiers do we have for that? Because I think employee awards are really important. And so that's one thing that's on my radar this year is kind of revamping and getting our awards program up and running better. Um, We are working on really publishing and emphasizing our core values. And so we have a task force in place now. And I think every organization should take a minute and start this year out with figuring out their what and their why. Um, you know, and I think whether it's your mission, your vision, your value statement, whether it's establishing core values, I mean, that's something that we're really kind of full force on right now is who are we, you know, and we, we've had these groups and we've talked about things like, you know, transparency and diversity and philanthropy and, um, you know, mentorship and integrity. Okay, but how do we make that, you know, internally, how do we get people to understand that? And then externally, how do we share that? So I think, you know, that's very much on my radar this year is figuring out how do we share those values with the world? But first, let's figure out what do they mean to us? And you've got to make them not just words. You know, you've got to make them really have some 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 oomph behind them, I think. Um, so those are two things that we're really working on. We're also working on, you know, in terms of communication and finding things. We have this great intranet internally. And I think all companies should have intranets. I think it's such an easy thing to build out for your employees. But how do I get people to use it? And how do I get people to go to my intranet? And it's it's where my PowerPoint deck is. If you need a PowerPoint and you're, you know, somebody realizes last minute, oh my gosh, I have a, a presentation and but marketing's not there. What do I do? Well, you can very easily go there. All of our logos are there. So I'm ensuring people are using it. Everything is there. It's a one-stop shop for our, our technology department, you know, um, Things like that. So those are kind of my three big focuses this year are, you know, getting our core values really ramped up and sharing them with the world, you know, figuring out our employee award system, making it a fair, a fair system because, you know, everybody's going to kind of vote. And then it, you know, there's always that, well, how come this person got it and not this person? And I want to make it more of a positive thing that we're all celebrating together. So I'm kind of going back on that, you know, and then it's just, I think those are kind of my three things right now is how do you how do you really share your culture with your employees? Because you've got a ramping up really quickly right now, um, you know, but then companies are starting to look at the recession that may be coming and they're starting to pull back on things, you know. And so I'm looking more at how do I do sort of the cheap little things without having to spend a ton of money? How do I let my employees know that they're valued and that we care about them? Uh, first, yeah. great initiatives. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
not spending a ton of money is probably going to resonate with a lot of our, Mm -hmm. um, a a lot of our listeners because most organizations, HR doesn't have, um, Mm -hmm. a huge budget. Um, and you mentioned core values Mm -hmm. and, um, our organization is very much driven by our core values and, I just wanted to share with you one of the things we do um, is every Monday morning, mm-hmm. we have an all hands meeting and we share sort of what happened the week before, what's coming up this week. And we recognize individuals who have um, really demonstrated one of our core values um, in the previous week or really helped them out. and. We have on our um, walls, we have our core values written on a um, erasable board. Oh, okay. It's not chalk. What is it? It's, a, sure it's like a, board. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we had them printed up. And so you can walk by and write uh, what somebody did to um, that, that uh, evoked that uh, core value. And it's, uh, those are two very inexpensive ways to like, you walk by and one of our main core values is to provide a wow experience. You mentioned that marketing yeah. puts the wow in and we want to provide a wow experience for our, our members, our, our partners, our organizations, our clients, et cetera, et cetera. And you walk by that every day and see the word wow. And you are reminded yeah. We hope you're having a wow experience. Right. Absolutely. I love no, it. I, for real. We oh, hope I you am. Are. This is <laughs> oh good. <laughs> I mean, truly, truly we do. Well, this you really... know, we, we we have this we have a value around collaboration. Sure. And but we and we also have, as I'm sure your workplace has, a lot of very independent people. Sure. And you can't force people to work together. You create the environment. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Margaret and I both run separate product lines. We're responsible for very separate things. We've collaborated over the past six months and created this program that is, it's gold, right? And it's not forcing people to collaborate, but it's creating the environment where y'all win if you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, even, you know, we talk about HR and marketing collaborating, even IT and marketing can collaborate mm-hmm. together for some really, you know, really neat stuff. Um, you know, I think it's the more collaboration in an organization, the better. I, I think that's wonderful. And I love the Absolutely. idea of the dry erase core values. We are, we're dry in the process of figuring it out. I think it's fabulous. But, it, uh, we'll, um, it really um, is. We'll, it's awesome. And it's a great we'll reminder a of the value. Of Please do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a great well, reminder of the values, as Holly said, right? So we see it all the time, but it's also that great opportunity to tell the story behind the value, absolutely, right? And to share, um, you know, whatever you've experienced or, you know, we'll have, you know, we often hear great feedback from our members and I'll hear feedback about Holly or, you know, somebody else. So it's a great opportunity to also just go write that feedback out and share that with everybody. Right. So it really is awesome. And um, we're happy we were able to give you an idea. You have given us so many. So it's really been great, Lauren. We really appreciate the time that you've spent with us, your enthusiasm, your passion, your positivity. It's all been wonderful. So thank you so very much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Lauren. 
Thank you for listening. We hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. Before we go, we want to thank the sponsor of our show, the Mid-Atlantic Employers Association, more commonly referred to as MEA. MEA provides human resources services to hundreds of businesses across numerous industries every day, bridging gaps that restrain innovation and growth. If you need support around people issues, reach out to meainfo.org. Better people, better outcomes.